Greetings, and welcome to At Home with Economics. I'm your host, Bo Garcia, Dean of Community Education and Workforce Development at Lansing Community College. At Home with Economics is a space where we explore business, workforce, and community development initiatives and how they impact our daily lives. Today, we will be interviewing Susan Corbin. Susan is State Director of Labor and Economic Opportunity, also known as LEO. Now, in the past, Susan has served as a senior advisor in the office of Governor Whitmer, director of customer assistance in the Michigan Public Service Commission, deputy director and chief of staff for the Department of Energy, Labor, and Economic Growth, where she had oversight responsibility for the Unemployment Insurance Agency, the Workers' Compensation Agency, and the Michigan Occupational Safety and Health Administration. She has also served as director of appointments for Governor Granholm. Welcome, Director Corbin, and thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you very much, Bo. I'm glad that I had the opportunity to talk to you today. Oh, so many good things to talk about today. So first of all, Director Corbin, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, You know, where you're from, how you came to arrive at LEO? Well, you talked a little bit about my background. I always start by saying that I've had my career in state government. Both of my parents were public servants. You know, I grew up in Clio, Michigan, where my mother taught in the public school district there. My father was first a minister, um, and then he went into politics, first being elected a county commissioner, and then he served three terms in the Michigan State Senate. So when he was serving in the Michigan State Senate, that was, you know, during my very formative years when I was in uh, middle school and high school and starting college. And I just, I spent a lot of time with him in Lansing, following him around um, in the state capitol and following him around um, as he traveled around the state. So I ended up coming to MSU where I got my degree from James Madison College. And I started in state government as a student assistant in the Michigan Department of Commerce in the Office of International Development. So whenever I meet a young person who's in the Lansing area, well, really anywhere in the state of Michigan, and they have an interest in state government or public service, I always tell them about the opportunity to serve as a student assistant in one of our state departments. They're great jobs for uh, you know, people as they're in college, you know, if they, if they need to work through college, they're just well-paying jobs. And they're a great introduction into what we do here in the state of Michigan for our citizens. I was very fortunate to start my career as a student assistant in the early 80s. I've worked in several state departments since that time. And I've had the opportunity to serve in the administrations of both of our women governors. Governor Granholm, and now Governor Whitmer. Outstanding. You know, your history and the uh, the role models that you've had in your parents is just tremendous. I can see how it kind of played out in your life, and you saw some really good things being done, and uh, you, you continue to do them yourself. So thank you for mm-hmm. your service. That is fantastic. Well, thank you. Could you tell us a little bit about what LEO is, its, its mission, purpose, kind of at the 10,000-foot level? Uh, yes. Uh, The governor created the Department of Labor and Economic Opportunity in the first year of her administration. She really felt that it was important that she merged the 20 agencies that are in our department because she thought that it was critically important that the traditional labor functions 
uh, our activities around employment and training, economic development, and our community and housing activity, we're all sitting in the same place of state government so that we could all be working in the same direction. And our basic mission is to expand economic opportunity and prosperity for all Michiganders. Our department strives to work all together to help close opportunity gaps in talent, economic and workforce development, and housing and community development, as I mentioned. We know that we need to make Michigan a place where all people, businesses, and communities have the means to reach their full potential. You know, that is tremendous alignment, and it makes perfect sense. 20 agencies, that's uh, that's pretty comprehensive, and doing just a tremendous job at it, too. Thank you so much. You know, Along those lines, what type of economic impact has Leo had on, on Michigan over the you know last few years in relation to workforce development? Well, some of the things that I'm particularly proud of, uh, I talk a lot about registered apprenticeship programs and pre-apprenticeship programs. Since 2019, Leo has awarded more than $27 million in state apprenticeship expansion grants. These funds will go to support the development of more than 8,000 registered apprentices by 2027. Apprenticeship in Michigan really allows people to earn while they learn. Someone who enters apprenticeship program, they are paid, you know, while they're working and while they're being educated through the apprenticeship model. And they walk out of that experience without any kind of student debt and a really strong portable skill set. So I'm very proud of the work that we're doing there. We have responsibility for the Going Pro Talent Fund. That's a program that helps ensure that employers have the talent that they need to compete and grow. But also, it's a program that gives employees the kinds of skills that they need for in-demand jobs. Uh, Since 2014, Going Pro has helped train more than 170,000 Michigan workers at over 6,000 businesses across our state. 60% of those are small businesses with less than 100 employees. We know that we're really filling a gap for employers that know their employees need to have greater training, but it may not be affordable or they just may not have a way of delivering those services to their employees. This year, we've just recently awarded $47 million to assist businesses with, as you know, as I mentioned, with training for uh, current employees and for newly hired employees. We also play a key role in the creation of the Michigan Reconnect program. And that program is a program that provides a tuition-free pathway to a community college degree or a skill certificate for anybody uh, in Michigan over the age of 25 who does not yet have a college degree. More than 120,000 Michiganders have been accepted into that program, and we know that 27,000 people have already enrolled in community colleges, and nearly 3,000 people have earned their degree or skill certificate. And just recently, the legislature has changed the rules around Michigan Reconnect, making anybody over the age of 21 eligible for that program. So we know that these programs show great promise 
in our state because we know that if somebody has a post-secondary degree or a skill certificate, they're much more likely to be in our workforce and they're going to be in our workforce earning a higher wage. Absolutely. You know what I love about everything you just said? First of all, Lansing Community College participates in as many of those fantastic programs that you just mentioned as we possibly can. But what's what's also extraordinary is this. While some might think these are costs, no, you know, no these are investments. These are investments that the state is making in community members as in, in our economy and in the lives of people that will uh, improve their, their quality of life and standard of living. So, yeah, fantastic investments. Thank you so much. Now, um, to kind of along those lines, you know, how do you think this type of activity affects a community in, in a region? Uh, well, I mean, you've just touched on that. We know that if we make investments in higher education and skill certificates, we can help someone secure a better future for themselves and for their family. And all of that ensures uh, Michigan's economic vibrancy. We know prior to going into the pandemic that employers were having trouble finding people with the right skill set. Uh, we know that more jobs are requiring an increase in skilled workers who possess education and training beyond just a high school diploma. We expect that by 2026 alone, we will have 545,000 openings for professional trades. So by preparing our workforce for today's higher skilled, higher wage jobs and the jobs we know that are on the horizon, we're helping pull Michigan families out of working poverty. As I mentioned, we're increasing our labor force participation rate because if someone has a degree, and they are going to step into a well-paying job. They're going to be working. And all of that helps create thriving communities that act as magnets for talent and capital. Wow. You know, this, as I said earlier, these are so comprehensive. These resources are so vast. Organizationally, how is Leo structured to de deliver all of these types of opportunities? Well, we've talked about the 20 um, agencies, bureaus, commissions, councils that all work uh, in our department to expand economic opportunity and prosperity for all. Leo's strategic combination of agencies and divisions, I think, really helps position us to deliver these opportunities. Our Office of Employment and Training houses the bureaus that are designed to help uh, develop customized workforce solutions for businesses and individuals, including those people with disabilities. Through those programs, the services that we provide, the partners that we work with, employment and training supports Michigan's workforce system with a focus on worker training, supports for career-based education, job preparedness, and connecting people to employment services. Our labor division consists of the agencies and commissions that are devoted to ensuring workplace safety and equitable labor relations for employees and employers. Um, and they do a great job at expanding outreach and education efforts around compliance and enforcement, as well as building stakeholder engagement opportunities and stronger relationships with employers and employees. Our prosperity division works to create and execute strategies that build prosperity for Michiganders, from our poverty task force to our office of 60 by 30, my STEM and beyond, our prosperity team really works to address the needs of Michiganders across the state through high quality programming and policy initiatives 
that aim to help people reach their full potential. You know, these are all incredible value drivers, all high impact, you know, just structured to, to make a difference. That's, that's fantastic. Are there any particular tools that you use to help uh, kind of create these opportunities and, and, and optimize the capacity that you've developed in this organizational structure? Because these are, these are tremendous resources. Yeah, we have, you know, several talent development tools. First, we have programs that support high school completion. In Michigan, we have nearly 500,000 people that have not completed high school. So our employment and training staff provides support for Michiganders to take that first step in gaining post-secondary credentials so that they can fill those in-demand high-wage jobs that we know are in Michigan. Um, Adult education assistance for Michiganders over the age of 23 who need help obtaining a high school diploma or placement in a career training program or a transition to a Michigan community college or a university is a critical tool in our toolbox. We also provide assistance to immigrants and English language learners. We don't want that to be a barrier for someone stepping into a good paying job. Employment and training, as I mentioned, also supports individuals with disabilities. We have our Vocational Rehabilitation Bureau. We also have the Bureau of Services for Blind Persons. I guess I misspoke. It's our Michigan Rehabilitation Services. And then both of those bureaus provide uh, vocational rehabilitation services. We're committed to helping people with differing abilities receive the support that they need so that they can be prepared to pursue and retain careers. We also have a unique program in the Michigan Career and Technical Institute. It offers 13 career and technical education programs to provide vocational training for individuals with a disability. You know, and this is just like, you know, attending a a college. It's a residential program that's available for people across the state of Michigan. And then people who graduate through that technical institute receive industry-recognized credentials and typically step right into a job. We also support returning citizens, our Veterans Employment Services. That team leads initiatives that help justice-involved veterans, including the Michigan Incarcerated Veterans InReach Program. And uh, that program provides pre-release education and employment assistance and career guidance to incarcerated veterans at seven correctional facilities across Michigan. We also have the Michigan Citizen Reentry Initiative. That initiative provides in-reach services at federal correctional facilities for reentry services. You know, as I'm listening to this, this is such a vast and equitable talent pipeline model that you've developed that, I mean, the range of resources to such a broad audience is just phenomenal. You know, wow. Wow. Um, are there any types of partnerships that you, uh, that you have with different organizations to provide these types of services? For instance, you know, federal, state, local, private sector, education, et cetera, anything along those lines? Absolutely. We might be the state agency that leads efforts on talent and workforce, but we know that we need to rely on many partners across the state to help accomplish our goals. We strongly value the partnerships that we have with our state leaders and other departments, uh, local workforce agencies, community colleges, universities, and other training providers, stakeholders in the housing and community development arena, nonprofits, foundations. 
one of our strongest partnerships is with our local Michigan Works agencies. We leverage various sources of funds that flow through LEO to the local MWA partners to provide support to Michigan people and businesses on the ground. Those services might include customized recruitment and training so that a business can have a fresh start or they can grow in Michigan. Uh, We provide flexible training dollars through the Going Pro Talent Fund that I mentioned. MWAs also provide support to remove barriers to employment for low-income, poor, and working poor residents, including those who earn above the poverty level but not enough to adequately sustain a household. They also provide supportive services to address transportation, legal services, childcare, clothing needs, tools for work, any other kind of barrier that a person has to entering the workforce. And one of the unique collaboratives that we have is the EV Jobs Academy. We know it's critically important in Michigan that we make the transition from ICE to electric vehicles. And so we've collaborated with the Workforce Intelligence Network and more than 100 other partners from employers, labor, industry stakeholders, education institutions, community colleges. And all of that work helps to drive the state's advanced mobility talent development for the future. You are optimizing everything you do by partnering with so many uh, stakeholders and that allows them to optimize their capacity to the mutual benefit of the of the community. That is just that is extraordinary. You know, kind of along those lines, because these are so so comprehensive, what does this mean to our like our listeners in terms of like uh you know, how does it affect their employment or their wages, education, poverty levels, crime? You kind of started to speak to that a bit. Well, we know that so much of the work that we do is critical to combating poverty in the state of Michigan. Of the 4 million households in Michigan, we know that 1.6 million households are living in poverty. And what we have discovered is that, as I had mentioned earlier, post-secondary education is strongly correlated with poverty rates in Michigan. Data shows that somebody who's completed high school or an equivalency had a poverty rate nearly 13 percentage points less than someone who has not completed high school. Jobless rates also tend to be much higher for individuals without a high school diploma or somebody without additional education beyond a GED. And also, our labor force participation rates are much lower for these groups. Adult education also promotes racial equity, as 74% of adult learners are people of color. We know that educating adults helps families break out of intergenerational poverty, provides a hand up and a path to a sustaining wages. We know outcomes for recent graduates also show significant increases in wages with post-secondary education. Uh, workers whose employees have participated in our Going Pro Talent Fund typically receive a nearly 10% increase in their hourly wages because of that training. So we want all of your listeners to know that if they're a Michigander, you know, a Michigan resident who isn't working or who's working in a job that doesn't provide a good career path, we can provide access to the training and support that they might need to get an industry-recognized credential or a community college degree. Or if one of your listeners is a person with a disability, we want them to know that they can get on a path to self-sufficiency 
and into a rewarding career. We want everybody in Michigan to be on a path to a better future for themselves and their families because we know all of that helps create stronger communities. Wow, wow. You know, everything you're saying is just, it's, it's all about the greater common good, essential, relevant resources that are going to benefit, you know, at a macro level of community and a micro level of household. Just phenomenal. You know, finally, Director Corbin, what type of, of trends that might be emerging within, you know, any particular region or any forecasting you, you may have that uh, might reflect any type of uh, uh, trends that are emerging or uh, individuals who might be moving into the region or considering, you know, planning to change their careers or upscaling, anything along those lines? Well, you know, some of the programs that we've talked about already are really, you know, once-in-a-lifetime programs for people that we know are making a real difference in the lives of Michiganders. And there is more on the horizon. In our fiscal year 24 budget, uh, which starts in October, there is great focus on helping anyone make it in Michigan with investments in people from preschool through post-secondary and a bold expansion of many of our workforce development programs. The budget also includes $70 million to temporarily lower the age for Michigan Reconnect. As I mentioned, anyone now over the age of 21 has a tuition-free pathway to an associate's degree or a skills certificate. The governor um, and the legislature in their budget are also funding the state's new Growing Michigan Together Council. This council will assist in developing a statewide strategy focused on attracting talent and expanding opportunities for families while addressing the needs of our communities. We are continuing to strengthen Michigan's economy with investments that support Michigan's people and businesses. As I said earlier, we want Michigan to be a place where every person, every business, and every community has the opportunity to reach their full potential. So I you know, just want to close by encouraging anybody who has questions about our programs or wants to learn more, please visit our website, which is michigan.gov slash leo, L-E-O. Um, and on our website, you can find out more about our programs and services and places where you can go to get assistance and get on a pathway to a great career. Phenomenal. What a pleasure to speak with you today, Director Corbin. And thank you for sharing this excellent information about the Department of Labor and Economic Opportunity, also known as LEO, how it supports our regional economy and the members of this community. Thank you. Thank you very much for the opportunity to talk about this. Thank you all so much for the pleasure and privilege of your time. At Home with Economics is a space where we explore business, workforce, and community development initiatives and how they impact our daily lives. This has been your host, Bo Garcia. Have a tremendous day.